Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how is everyone doing today? Today I wanted to talk about when we feel really justified in feeling terrible. (laughs) And I have clients ask me, well, aren't I justified in feeling angry about this? Am I right to be thinking about it in this way? You know, they did something so bad. Obviously I'm justified in feeling really angry and hurt about it. And what I want to talk about in this episode is why that in fact is the wrong question. (laughs) So let's dive in. Have you ever felt really angry or annoyed about something and then felt really justified in feeling that way? And I know I certainly have. And that feeling of justification can almost feel good sometimes. (laughs) Like it feels really good to feel that justification and we feel superior in a way that we're right that they're wrong and our thoughts and feelings are the right ones. And often we feel really justified in feeling terrible emotions that aren't actually serving us or the situation. And it comes from the kind of thinking of, they did this thing, so I'm justified in feeling the way I feel about it. You know, they're a bad manager or a bad friend or they've been a bad partner. So I'm justified in feeling angry, annoyed and hurt. And of course, this isn't me saying that you're ever wrong for feeling any emotion. Emotions aren't right or wrong. They're just sensations in your body created by your brain. So we don't need to judge them as right or wrong. They just are. They just exist. (laughs) When your brain has certain thoughts about a circumstance, when your brain has thoughts about your partner being late home or your manager giving you bad feedback, your brain has thoughts about that that create an emotion in your body. It just happens. It's, it's not right or wrong. It's just the way it is, what it is to be human. And when we feel justified in feeling a certain way, it usually comes from a place of blame and resentment towards the other person. We believe that the way we feel about their behavior is the only possible way we could feel about it and that it's created by them and their behavior. But actually, that's never the truth, because as you'll know if you've listened to a few of my podcast episodes, it's never our circumstances and the behaviours of others that create our emotions, as I've just said. Their behaviour doesn't send out waves that ripple through the air into our bodies, creating a tight feeling in our chest and a pit in our stomach. (laughs) That is not how it works. Those emotional sensations, that anxiety or that sadness or that anger, whatever the emotion is, those emotional sensations always come from our brains, our thoughts, the activity in our minds about that circumstance, which actually means that for any circumstance, there's always multiple ways you could think about it, hundreds, thousands, probably millions of ways, in fact, that would create a different emotional experience of that circumstance. For example, you may think the only emotion you could feel about your partner being late home is annoyed. But that annoyance is created by what you make them being late home mean or what you think about them being late home. And in fact, someone else could have thoughts about it, 
that don't create the feeling of annoyed. Someone else could not make it mean anything and feel totally neutral about it. Someone else could think, phew, more time to watch my own TV shows and feel really happy. You know, there's, there's never just one way we could feel about something. There's always options, always options that we get to choose from. And that's so empowering. And so the question of this episode is, am I justified to feel this way? And I want to use this episode to explain why that's actually the wrong question. Because when we truly understand that how we think and feel about anything, any circumstance is always optional and it's always created by our brains and our thoughts and we make a habit of consciously choosing how we think and feel about circumstances in the world around us and about the way that people treat us or about the way that people act. The question then isn't, am I justified in feeling this way? The question can then be, is thinking and feeling this way serving me? And what I'm talking about here isn't the moments where we've really looked at our own thinking and we've understood that how we think about this circumstance is creating how we currently feel about it and that that's totally up to us to choose and we're choosing to be sad and upset about something. You know, sometimes we want to choose to be upset and sad about something or hurt about something and that's still us choosing our thoughts intentionally. So we're still coming from that empowered place of knowing that we are the ones in control there. And like I said, sometimes we want to feel negatively about situations that happen. We're human beings, we're not robots. We're supposed to have the full human experience of all the emotion. But what I'm really talking about here isn't those moments when we're accepting that that how we're thinking about something is creating a negative emotion and we're, we're allowing that to be our experience. What I'm really talking about here is when we're feeling justified in our unexamined unhelpful negative emotions. (laughs) Notice how I said unexamined and these negative emotions that are perpetuating us feeling like victims to our circumstance, the circumstances of other people or their behavior, where we feel powerless in a situation and we believe our feelings are being created by that person or thing. So I'm going to repeat that because it's really important. What I'm talking about here is when we're feeling justified in our unexamined, unhelpful, negative emotions that perpetuate us feeling like a victim to our circumstance, where we feel powerless in a situation and believe our feelings are being created by that situation, by that person or thing. And I want to really um, caveat this by saying, I have a human brain that needs managing myself My brain always thinks it's my circumstances that create my feelings. (laughs) And that's why this work is an ongoing thing. I have to constantly bring my brain back to this universal truth and this awareness that it is my thoughts. This is something I have to do daily. (laughs) You know, if my computer suddenly shuts down or I'm in the middle of recording a podcast, which has happened before, in that moment, I'm not super zen and like, ah, my thoughts about this are creating my feelings. I can choose to be calm. (laughs) No, in that moment, I'm like, stupid computer, this is making me so annoyed. Um, And that's okay. (laughs) I want you to know that you're a human with a human brain. Of course, your brain automatically thinks circumstances create your feelings. That's totally normal. And that's what this work is all about, bringing the awareness to, okay, what is the circumstance and what are my thoughts about it that are making me so annoyed or making me so upset? And do I want to keep thinking that? Do I want this to be my experience of this? So let's look at an example. 
This is a past one-on-one client of mine, but of course I'll change her name to keep it anonymous. Let's call her Susie. (laughs) Susie had a coworker who had made a couple of negative comments about her ideas in meetings and who she'd been told had said she didn't believe that the campaign that my client had managed a few months earlier was managed as effectively as it could have been. She basically criticized my client on how she managed a campaign. And I think there were a couple of other things as well, like she turned up late to a few meetings that my client had held. Um, So there was a few situations that my client felt were causing her a lot of anger and frustration towards this person. Now, my client felt very justified in feeling angry. She said that anyone would feel angry and frustrated in this situation. And she really believed that the only way she could feel better was if this coworker left the company or suddenly changed her behavior and had a personality transplant. Now, of course, many humans probably would have some thoughts that created anger in situations like this. I'm not denying that. We all are humans with human brains. There's nothing at all wrong with my client's brain for having a very human response to this. But it's important to note that, and this is something we had to work through in the session, it wasn't the co-worker's behavior creating her anger because our circumstances never create our feelings, our thoughts do. So the circumstance was her co-worker's behavior and her thoughts, which were things like, she shouldn't behave this way, she's undermining me, she's trying to make everyone think I'm a bad manager, this means that I am a bad manager. All of these thoughts were creating her anger and frustration. It's always our own thoughts. And when we looked at what her anger and frustration was actually creating for her, we could see it wasn't actually helpful or serving her in any way. And when I say it wasn't serving her, what I mean is it wasn't helping her create the overall result she wanted to create. Because when she kept having thoughts like she shouldn't behave this way and she's going to make everyone think I'm a bad manager, she then felt angry and resentful. And so she would sit and bitch about this coworker when she should have been doing some work. She would discuss this coworker with other people. She'd spiral in fake arguments with her in her head that was distracting her even when she was at home. She was like not present with her partner because she was just in her own head fake arguing with this person. (laughs) She would act cold and blunt with this this co-worker in front of everyone and she read into everything that this co-worker said and did and saw it through this negative lens. Even if it wasn't meant that way, she would see it as such a diss on her. She took everything very personally from then on that this co-worker said or did. And she dreaded meetings with her and she doubted her own managerial skills. She doubted her own ability to be a good manager. So the question of was she justified to feel this way was completely besides the point. And the answer to the question of well, was thinking this way about her co-worker serving her, was a resounding no. (laughs) If anything, it was creating the opposite of the results she wanted. She wanted to show up professionally and be a supportive, upbeat, confident member of the team. And her thinking about this person was stopping her from doing that and being that person. And I want you all to think about a time where you felt really justified in how you felt about something. Maybe you were fuming at your partner for being on their phone while you were watching TV or on a date, or you were angry at your sister-in-law for cancelling family plans again. Whatever it was, just consider for a moment, when you were feeling that way about the situation, how did you show up? How did thinking and feeling about it in that way serve you? Did it enable you to show up the way that you wanted to, to that situation? Did you perhaps behave in a way that didn't really help things at all? that created an even worse experience for you? 
even if it was just you sitting at home and stewing for hours instead of enjoying your day. How we choose to think about any situation in our life is always an option, but most of us don't see our thoughts as options. We think that whatever response our brains offer us automatically, that that's like the true or real response, and we just stick with that. But what we create is so much unnecessary suffering for ourselves. Just like my client, whose thinking was creating so much unnecessary suffering and preventing her from showing up confidently to the situation and handling the situation and her co-worker in an effective way. Another example is from my group coaching program and a client that's within that program whose ex-partner had said she was too needy and she was feeling really hurt and upset about this. And when we looked at her thoughts, she was making the fact he said that she was too needy mean that she was broken and would never find anybody else. And she believed that there was no other way she could possibly feel about that and that there was nothing else she could make that mean about her. And so she was doomed to feel terrible. She felt very justified in wallowing and feeling really terrible about this. But was that the only way she could think about that situation? Of course not because there's always more ways we can think about any situation. And I want you to really take that message. If you take anything from this podcast episode, there's always multiple ways I could think about this circumstance, whatever it is. And just because that was the automatic response of my client's brain didn't make it the most useful or helpful way to think about it that would serve her and and help her in the future. And so spending time questioning why she was making it mean that and considering what else was an option was really important and it enabled her to actually shift to a more neutral and even compassionate way of thinking about it. One that both helped her reflect on what he'd said to her and still love and accept herself. Another client of mine had a friendship group and a couple of them had met up and not invited her. And she felt very justified at being angry at the friend and feeling rejected. And she made it mean that they didn't like her or want to be her friend anymore. And then she felt terrible and angry and rejected. And her response was to then not respond to any of them in the group chat and withdraw from it completely and shut down conversations when they messaged her individually. And she felt really justified in this and feeling really hurt and being angry at that. But that hurt was only creating more of what she didn't want, more disconnection from this group of friends. Her now rejecting them, in fact, and her rejecting herself as well, by making them meeting up mean something terrible about her as a person. And when we coached on it, she was able to bring her brain around the idea that them meeting up might not have meant that they didn't want to be friends with her. And that she didn't need to make it mean anything about her or what a good friend she was. I feel like as I'm listening to myself speak, I can hear the rain outside. (laughs) It's really pouring it down here. So if anyone can hear rain, um, very sorry for that. I feel like Dido. (laughs) But anyway, when we coached on it, she was able to find a much better thought and feeling to choose intentionally that would allow her to be the friend that she wanted to be in that situation both to this group of people, but also, and more importantly, to herself. So often we get caught up in being right. There's nothing that the ego loves more than to be right. And we think we know better about how other people should show up to their lives more than they do. And I want you to notice this pattern in your own brain. 
I know I catch myself doing it all the time, having an expectation or a manual for how I want someone else to act and then feeling justified and being pissed off when they don't obey it. (laughs) Some of my clients will come to me and say, but their behavior was bad, wasn't it? I'm justified in feeling bad because their behavior was bad, right? And the truth is, bad and good, right and wrong, it's all totally subjective. Would they agree their behavior was bad? Maybe, but maybe not. Your opinion is that it's bad, and that's not actually a fact. It's an optional opinion. And maybe you want to keep that opinion that you don't like the behavior. Maybe you want to think of it as bad. That's okay. This isn't me saying we should be blissful Buddhist monks that just accept everything. We can totally choose to think that something's not okay and that we don't like it. That's okay. But reminding yourself of the neutral facts of their behavior and recognizing it's your choice to see it as bad or good or a problem or not a problem, that is so important because it puts the power back in your hand. And I once had a client who said, well, doesn't everyone think it's bad to like pictures of other people when you're in a relationship? Doesn't everyone think it's bad to not text someone back but post something on Instagram? And the answer is no, not everyone does. It's an option. And your feelings about those circumstances come from what you think about them. And what we want to be really careful of is resisting the reality of the situations and the people in our lives. And that comes in the form of telling ourselves that it should be different, that they should be behaving differently. When we tell ourselves they shouldn't be doing that thing, whatever it is, we instantly feel resistance and frustration about it. When what's more true is that this is what they're doing. That sentence, this is what they're doing, is much more true than they shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) This is who they are. The reality may not match your brain's expectations of how it should be, but this is what we've got. This is the reality. So is it helpful to resist that reality and tell ourselves the universe made a mistake and it should be different? Or is it more useful to accept this is where we're at and then ask ourselves, now what? Who do I want to be in the face of this? Who do I want to be as I respond to this? What response to this is going to be useful and beneficial? Versus which response does my ego feel most justified in having? (laughs) So you can all do this exercise about any situation you're currently dealing with. First of all, Get clear on the facts of the situation and then ask yourself, so what? What am I making this mean? Why is this a problem for me? And really listen to your brain with compassion for what it says back. You know, like I said, this I've said this in episodes before, this work is all about being compassionate and loving to ourselves. We're not judging ourselves for any of the thoughts that come back. And whatever it does say back, write down just one of the key thoughts that you have about it. Then notice, how does that thought make me feel? What emotion does it create in my body when I think it? Then consider, how am I likely to show up when I'm thinking about this situation in this way? How might feeling this way impact the way I act towards that person or the situation? Is it going to be useful? Is it going to help me create more of what I want or less? What am I likely to do or not do when feeling this way about it? Or maybe if the situation has already happened, consider how did I act? What experience of this circumstance did thinking about it in this way create for me? 
then get curious about that thought. Is that thought really true? And if it is true, what would that mean? And is that really true? How might it not be true? How might this thought not actually be true at all? What else might be true here instead? What might be an option that your brain hasn't considered? Is there any factors or evidence your brain isn't considering when it tells you this? What might be a more neutral way to think about this? What might someone who felt the opposite about it believe? And these two questions are great for showing your brain alternatives. It doesn't mean you have to jump to feeling the opposite way about it. It doesn't mean you have to go and feel super positive about it. The point of these questions is just to allow you to take a step back and see the bigger picture and see other perspectives that your brain won't have considered and widen the net of what's possible for your own brain here. And I want to say that this isn't about us gaslighting ourselves or not allowing ourselves to feel negative emotion. I allow myself to feel all of my emotion. And by that, I mean, I allow the sensations to be in my body without resisting them. And I do a whole podcast episode on this called how to handle your anxiety. I think it's episode five. And I also offer a freebie on how to process emotion, which I'll put the link to that in my show notes for this episode. So go and download that if you haven't already. And what that tool of processing emotions allows us to do is feel all the sensations of negative emotions in our bodies without reacting to them or pushing them away or trying to avoid them. We can feel them and allow them to exist And by doing this, they then tend to dissipate and pass through us a lot easier and faster. And our experience of them becomes a lot less intense, a lot less painful. And then, then we can look at the thoughts creating the emotion and choose on purpose. So this isn't about playing whack-a-mole with feelings. It's about allowing yourself to be a human with a human brain and human emotion and then taking control of what thoughts you want to intentionally believe and how you want to intentionally think about this on purpose. So the question I want you all to take away from this episode isn't, am I justified in feeling this way? It's, is thinking and feeling this way serving me? And if not, what way of thinking and feeling about this might serve me more? Okay, guys, that's all I've got for you today. I hope it was helpful. Can I ask you to do something for me? Could you go ahead and give this podcast a little rating on whatever platform you're listening from? This is how I can keep reaching more people and spreading the word of this work. And then also maybe go and share it with a friend who you think would really resonate with it. And finally, if you're listening to this and really resonating with the way I talk about relationships and mind management, I think you'd love my 12-week group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. This is where we dig into all these tools and concepts on a deeper level, and I teach you how to manage your mind and emotional experience in all kinds of relationships and situations without trying to control and micromanage your friends, family, partner, or the future. So if you think it may be for you, it's not going to be launching until September, but you will want to go and get yourself on the wait list just to make sure you don't miss any information about it and that you make sure you get the 24 hour discount that will be offered in kind of mid-August when the doors first open. So go ahead to the information section of this episode and I'll drop the link in there so you can get on the wait list and you can also click on a link that will be there to find out all the details about the program. And if you have any questions, be sure to come and find me on Instagram at Rebecca or Coaching and fire away. 
Okay, guys, I hope you have an amazing weekend and I will speak to you all next week. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs. 